Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you do- doing tonight, Will? I am doing very, very well, Sarah. If anybody had been following me on Twitter a little bit this week, I was having some, like we all have, the, the joys of air travel, but uh, good to be home and uh, happy to talk some summer blockbuster pl- previews with you tonight. We've been doing so much Arrowverse and stuff lately, which is Krypton, which has been fun, but it, 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 it's, it's, I'm enjoying looking forward to talking something new with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and despite the 10 minutes of Will complaining about connections, and I know nothing about that living in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and also in Juneau now, where I always have to travel to Anchorage, it feels like, just to get a connection to go any other place. It's not <laughs> annoying at all. <laughs> yeah, pardon my, pardon my rant, y'all. It was just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but we, we've all we've all been there, so I know I have a sympathetic crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, I I think it's I'm kind of I was thinking about it earlier today. It's like okay, we're into this hiatus season, even yeah. though there's a few shows still going on. Arrow and Flash are really the mainstays, so since they're not on the air at the moment, it's kind of it's a breather and. Yeah. You know, right now I'm kind of I'm kind of glad. I, yeah. I'm like it's my space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We all, you know, it's just interesting. We look on Twitter and Instagram and you're seeing the stars from the, our our Arrowverse shows and their various respective uh, vacation travels and stuff. You, you know, I feel like we're we're kind of in that same place as well. It's just like okay, we're we're on vacation too from uh, from from watch you know recapping. The shows and you know we all we don't we all need a break otherwise you know you get you get burnt out so yeah absolutely and it's it's interesting because we call this episode or this recording tonight um a summer movie rundown and yet the summer technically started with infinity war yeah and yeah it's been a while <laughs> yeah i know i know <laughs> You know, we, we, we joked about, uh, we, we talked about that uh, quite a bit, actually, just with Infinity War and uh, Deadpool 2 and, and the Solo, uh, you know, it was like back to back to back. And, 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 and really, Black Panther wasn't too far, you know, it was, you know February. February. Uh, but it, it had such staying power that it really was only a slight break between it and, and Infinity War, so it feels like we've been on this uh, on the summer blockbuster binge, you know, honestly since February. Yeah, I heard that Black Panther is still in theaters in some places. Oh, well, I, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't surprise me that like Infinity War is just barely under two billion dollars right now. Yeah. Like they're at one point nine something, and if they don't. I, do, I think they're going to reach it. I oh, yeah. think that they're going to pass it. Yeah. Because even even me this week, I'm thinking, I'm like, huh, movies are starting at 4 o'clock right now at my theater. I should go see Infinity War one of these days after work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a third time, you know, yeah. to close out. Because yeah. this is the last time I'm going to have that experience, yeah. you know, in theater. Yeah, get the hat trick. Do it. Yeah. But, see, on the other hand, I'm kind of like, okay, I need to go see Solo, mm-hmm. and yet I'm still not like, oh, do I need to go see Solo? Because I'm not convinced, especially considering the box office, and it's interesting how much, when I found out how much it made that opening weekend, it deterred me that much more not to go out of my way to go view see the movie. Huh, so, so this is an interesting study in how box office uh, take will can influence movie attendance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because if if nobody else went and I mean you you went, you yeah. and your family and yeah. people did go see the movie. It's just when you put up a hundred and eight mil on your opening weekend and you're a Star Wars movie, that's not telling me that I need to watch this or else I'm going to get so many spoilers within the first weekend of release. Like there's something to be said about what Infinity War did where you felt like you had to go 
It was an event. Yeah. It was an event. You were going to be left out. With Solo, it's like, ah, I can probably wait. I don't necessarily have to go. I can or I don't. It's a choice. It is. It is. And honestly, that was, um, for me, that was part of what drove me to go see it. And part of it, too, is I I can't take my kids to see (laughs) Deadpool. Yes, that is the other argument. It's kind of hard to take a 13-year-old and a 9-year-old into a theater and and everybody, you know, I don't, you know, people... I know I, I've known of uh, folks who've done that, but I, 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 I'm just not going to be that parent. But um, I did go see it, and um, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. You know, with all the you know, this time last summer, or shortly you know thereafter, we were really chronicling the all the behind the scenes stuff with Solo, mm-hmm. with Lord Miller getting fired by Kathleen Kennedy, and just all the drama that was going on with the production and they bring in Ron Howard, uh, which was a safe choice. And quite frankly, this movie was a safe movie. It mm-hmm. really, it was fun. It was entertaining. Uh, it hit all the beats, but at the end of the day, it was just a very safe pedestrian film, uh, taking established canon and basically fleshing it out for a little over two hours. And it has some, it has some, you know, some elements in it where we 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 learned a few, you know, a few few details as far as as far as Captain Solo. At, at the end of the day, I, there really wasn't. It was, you know, again, it was very visually stunning. Yeah, we understand why the Millennium Falcon looks the way that it looks today. <laughs> um, uh, as far as the performances, I, I, I will say I, I was pleasantly surprised by Aldrin uh, Ehrenreich. He, mm-hmm. you know, because again, that was some of the things that we heard prior to the film that he was having to take acting classes on the set and and, and other things. But you know, it, for someone who had to step into an iconic role of Han Solo and, and following an actor like Harrison Ford, I thought he did a a, a really solid job of, of capturing capturing the character. Even down to the facial tics, the body language, uh, they did a nice little touch with the, the scar. That didn't explain how he got the scar, but you know how Solo has a scar, and they had that. And he, I, I, he, he was a very believable Han Solo, in my opinion. Uh, so that was that was fun in that regard. Woody Harrelson's character, uh, again, a very safe. He was very Woody was great. I enjoyed his, I enjoyed his character. Beckett was the character's name, and um, Beckett was in a lot of ways reminded you know it reminds you of who Han Solo is when we first see him in A New Hope. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, so a lot of some some of those kind of parallels as far as the behavior of the character, the two characters, and how. Uh, Beckett influenced Han to sort of grow into the the pirate that we know him uh, when we first meet him in A New Hope. But uh, of course, Chewbacca was you know, obviously it was great. Donald Glover knocked it out of the park as we all expected. He did he <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he did not uh, disappoint at, as Lando thought that some of the I guess prior a couple of days prior to the release of the film there was a few articles about Han, Lando being pansexual and. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know it, it 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 wasn't distracting to me at all. I think it was you know, again some of the you know the some of the crap that we saw with Last Jedi playing out on social media was kind of the same as far as dealing with Lando and and the producers you know going out there saying he's pansexual. I, it, it was to me it was it was like okay. He, you know, basically, he captured the, the suaveness of Billy D. Williams, and then put Donald Glover's spin on it, and hmm. and it was just a, he was just a very cool character, and just like we would expect the young Lando to be, and um, it, it, it was just fun to be introduced to that character uh, in, in 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 this new context, and, and really, I'm not going, I'm not spoiling anything as far as saying that you know, they show how Han. Won the Millennium Falcon from from Lando. Fun. It was some fun card playing scenes in the movie, and um, yeah, you know everything about it. As it, 
it was a fun, enjoyable movie. Would I go see it again in the theater? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're a true Star Wars fan or just a fan of the genre, you, you should go see it. I think uh, you'll enjoy it. Don't be overly critical. Just take it for what it is, which I did. And I had low expectations to begin with, and I came out very pleasantly surprised. You know, when you started the review, you described it as like a very simple story, and it's kind of paint by number ish, uh, which is which I find to be interesting because in this context, it's basically saying like, well, it's it's a movie, and it's it is what it is. It's not it's not horrible. No, it's not great either. No. Um, but on the flip side. I remember coming out of The Force Awakens and kind of being having the same reaction to that movie originally, even though now in retrospect and after seeing The Last Jedi, I actually appreciate Force Awakens a lot more. Yeah. Especially if you watch those two movies back to back, I think Mm -hmm. that there's a the story is a lot clearer. And um, so hearing Han Solo, it's kind of like, okay interesting because like it does deal with nostalgia and I guess we've never had this conversation before about Rogue One Um, what are your thoughts about Rogue One? See I came out of Rogue One really just blown away because I I really I did not know much I mean I knew this sort of the basic structure but I Mm -hmm. I intentionally like went dark on on Rogue One as far as just you know following the production and all that kind of stuff. I was like, I just want to go in. You know, this is the first one of the movies in the Star Wars universe. It's going to be outside of the episodic serial mm-hmm. of the storyline. And, I, you know, and I came out of Rogue One and just blown away. And the more I watch it, uh, the more I, I, I appreciate that film. I mean, it really is, If you know, if it's a, it's a good example of where you have an established serial series of films and and you have to build outside that universe rogue one is a good example of how to do that yeah Um, it's it's also i mean those last 30 minutes of rogue one are just crazy and unbelievable yeah. yeah and between the structure of the story between the action sequences the emotional stakes and what you realize that you're watching mm-hmm. While you're experiencing that, you're just like, oh, my God, I, I I I forgot halfway through what movie I was watching. And now you're reminding me. And I really don't appreciate that because I yeah. know how this ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know how it ends. And yeah, it's not yeah. good. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. If, if you haven't seen Rogue One, just go in there with uh, – don't go in there on the day you're feeling sad. <laughs> I'll, just leave it, I'll just leave it at that. But getting back to Solo, though, you know, we we talked about this before, and I and I really thought about it more as as looking forward to talking with you about it tonight. Is that I really feel that Disney did this movie a disservice by by forcing it out on Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. They. Yeah. I feel that it it would have been better for them to save it to Thanksgiving or Christmas. Because you really, really... Let's talk about the box office drop, Will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you can see it. I know the first week, you know, know, going into the the Memorial Day weekend, the stories were already starting to percolate as far as how the movie was underperforming. Uh, And I think, what, it took only in $108 the first weekend. That's a four-day total. Yep, four days. And then... Not three. Not three, (laughs) but four. And on a big movie going weekend, but uh, you know it, there was no buzz going into this. And we talk, you know, we 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 would talk about how when are we going to get a trailer? You know, yep. it took forever for us to get a trailer, and and once we did get a trailer, it was it was good, but again, it, it was just like this film. It was just like I almost feel like I'm going to go, and I did feel like this to be honest is I'm going out of obligation because I'm a fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, so there was no buzz for it. And it, it showed. So second weekend, how did it do? And 29 million. 63% drop. Ooh, yeah. See, 
we're I think uh, I think you 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 mentioned to me before uh, we're getting the Justice League territory. <laughs> yep, yep. It's it is it's a fascinating thing, and I think it's really interesting that nobody is going to see this movie. When I remember last year, when all of the scandal and the drama broke out from set, I wanted nothing more than to see this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because when you hear about that, yeah, it's scandal and everything, but that gives the movie and the product itself more life. And now so much time has been removed from that, all of those headlines and all of that speculation that it's almost like we forgot about it. And of course we did because Disney owns everything, all franchises, it feels like. And they drop the biggest blockbuster of all time on us. A month or not even less than a month before Han Solo. So, of mm-hmm. course, we've forgotten. We haven't gotten over that one. Yeah. It yeah. is it is just fascinating to see this conglomerate have all of these all of these products. Mm-hmm. And there's not somebody strategically being like, we can't market two movies like this so closely together. Right. And it doesn't make any sense. They had to do reshoots. They had the time mm-hmm. to wait and release it at a later date, and yeah. they chose not to. Yep, it was intentional. It was just the arrogance of Disney. And maybe that's part of the backlash, too, that fans have. They're like, no, it may be a good film. It may be a, you know, it may be a bad film. But honestly, maybe folks are just like, it's just, you're being, you know, just the arrogance of the filmmakers thinking that we could just slap the Star Wars logo on it and people just like, you know, Pavlovian dogs are going to go go to the theater. And it, no, it just doesn't work that way. I think that's a, a, a lesson that Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy in particular needs to, needs to understand. That if, you, you, if you're going to do this, you, you got to have like, it's got to be like Marvel level excitement. You know, you could do a Black Panther and an Avengers Affinity War close together because there was just that buzz and that event feel, and it just how it just captures pop culture. I mean, people who aren't even like genre fans go see those kind of things, and it's the same with just the general Star Wars movie, right? As well, but there was none of that, and so it was so close to Last Jedi, and and lumped in here with other films that had more buzz that it was just doomed to fail uh and 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 again we have to put this in the context of fail meaning any other film this would be a success but in the context of star wars it's a failure oh yeah when when all of its predecessors well i'm not gonna say all because i i think that i could be wrong about that but it is the least amount that we've seen in recent years for any yeah. opening of a Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is. And, uh, and it's definitely not at the level of Phantom Menace. Definitely not. I uh, Well, I won't say anything more about Phantom Menace other than it's that, that, not at that level. No, we should talk Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make this spoiler free. I don't want to ruin it for folks. Yeah. There, there is one spoiler I do want to talk about, and okay. listeners, if you haven't seen Han Solo, which, let's face it, most likely you haven't, just fast forward a few minutes, because we will talk about one thing, unless you don't care. Like, I found out about this. I couldn't help it. Screenshots, <laughs> it's really easy to figure out what's going on. Like, yeah. don't be like, hey, Mysterio's cameo. I'm like, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I saw him pop up on the screen. All right, yeah. I, I was like, wait a minute, that's Dark Maul. Uh-huh. Uh, and, of course, I think the big thing that everyone was just like, okay, you're Star Wars planning to us, y'all. <laughs> it's happened the dual lightsaber, <laughs> 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 which was, like, totally pointless. And, so, you know, some people were like, oh, it was pointless. Personally, when I saw it on this at real time, my, my thought was he's just doing it to intimidate her. Yeah, but, of course, you know, but, you know, the other viewpoint is equally well taken. Well. But what did you think of, like, his appearance, like, overall? Well, it, overall, it began, you know, honestly, the nerd in me was starting to, like, do calculations as far as timeline, when this film was actually set. <laughs> so I had, um, when I heard about it, that's that's where my mind went, too. I'm just like, uh, I don't understand. And apparently, 
I, um, if you, if you are a big Star Wars fan, anybody who loves these stories should go and check out Collider's mm-hmm. Jedi Council. Yeah. And they explained it on it that actually, if you watch Clone Wars, mm-hmm. they explain what happens to Darth Maul and yeah. how he's around and that this actually takes place after the sequels and the timelines do work out. But yeah. I'm sitting here like, well, that's great for all you nerds. Not all of us do it. That's like telling me, hey, if you read the Jedi novel. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah, this yeah. There's no reading required. Okay? Yeah. I was, I, was at, I was at a party last night, and I was talking to someone about the film, and we were trying to, uh, he was asking me, he's like, explain to him the timeline, and I was like, and I and I couldn't remember. I, I remember that he was he came back. I didn't remember it was from the Clone Wars as far as how he resurfaced. But I remember somewhere along the continuity, Darth Maul resurfaced. And so that's what I explained to him because we were we, we were like literally working out the, the timeline as far as when this film falls, uh, when in, in the whole continuity of uh of in the episodic universe. I think it's just. I mean. It's not like Marvel does these kind of Easter eggs really well, mm-hmm. but it's not like they put an Easter egg on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. That, and then you go see um, Infinity War and you're just like, I don't understand why this occurred. And then t- somebody tells me, oh, you should have seen the latest episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They're never going to do it. Nope. They're going to instead do the opposite, mm-hmm. where viewers of the TV show will receive more of those little nods having experienced the MCU. Yep. So I think it's just poor strategy and how that all plays out, even though it's kind of cool. Yeah, it was. I, I like that idea, especially <laughs> Sam Witwer plays, like, I love him on the showdown. And so I kind of do want to start watching The Clone Wars just because I love Sam Witwer and Freddie mm-hmm. Freddie Prince Jr. on the showdown. So yeah. it kind of makes me like, oh, I should probably check out The Clone Wars. <laughs> Still haven't, but yeah. I, I think that Darth Maul, if they were going to bring back any way, any character in that way to this to the cinematic universe, he makes sense considering yeah. the hype he has currently with the TV show. So. Yeah. And, and even with Phantom Menace, I mean that's one of the one of the most memorable, if not the most memorable character out of that out of the first movie. Yeah, it's always the same reaction. Yeah. Why didn't he get more to do? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because he wasn't supposed to, because they didn't hire a real actor. Yeah, oh, but, now uh, I get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so while you were seeing Hans or Solo, yep. I went and saw Deadpool too, and. Because I don't have kids that I would have to take to see it, and kids should not see it. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> well, I just, figured, then, I just figured it would take you like uh, you know multiple connections to get downtown. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I like it better than the first one. I really do. Yeah. Why uh, is that? Yeah. I I like it better than the first one because. Going into the first one, I didn't know what to expect, and I was, I, there was so much hype, and there was so much, like, oh my god, this is amazing, it's so original, mm-hmm. is this what I want? And I I just went into it, and I'm like, okay, it's a comic book movie, there's a love story, I get it, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and in this movie, I don't, I think I just... I had I was able to have more fun with it. Mm-hmm. I there were so many references there. I did care more about his relationship with the, Vanessa for a very plotty reason okay. that I think it made this movie work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's some of the criticism. Like a lot of the people who see this movie, it always. If you really like it, it's because you appreciate what they did between Deadpool and Vanessa. If you didn't like it as much as the first one, it's because you didn't appreciate that. Ah, gotcha. (laughs) So it's very split. But even people who who didn't like that are are saying, like, no, but it was still a good movie. 
Like, it it all depends on, I think it depends on how much you actually loved the first one. Okay. And if you were like me and only seen it once, you go into Deadpool 2 and you're like, oh, I get it now. I'm on board. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really love it. Well, see, I've only, I've, yeah, I saw it once in the theater and I think I told you, I just saw it, watched it again for the first time. For a second time, so I, I do want to see it, and I'm hoping to I'm hoping to do so very very soon. But tell me about Josh Brolin as Cable because he just seems to be I mean, it's one he's everywhere, but two <laughs> it just seems that Cable was was just going to be a super badass villain like just like what he did with uh, Thanos in Infinity War. So mm-hmm. so was it or was he was it more you know comic foil villain or kind of two-dimensional or I found the villain in the, in the first movie pretty 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 interesting okay I it's really hard to say who the villain is in Deadpool Deadpool 2 okay I'll put it like that uh, um, without trying to give spoilers away there this this plot that they did it's not that it's complicated it's just that it's it's like watching a comic book movie there's a lot of motivational changes you're dealing with time travel so will why you haven't seen this movie i don't get it yeah (laughs) i don't either cables from the future buddy (laughs) what did you expect (laughs) even though me going in the movie i'm like oh my god this has so much more to do with time travel than i even realized (laughs) and it's one of the few times that i regret walking out of the theater before the end credit um because apparently i found out later that the end credit actually does impact how you, where this movie ends. Oh, okay. Another recommendation, watch Logan before you see this movie. Okay. And you might appreciate so many more references. <laughs> gotcha. Fair enough. I, I, will, I, will, I will do that. Listeners do it too. <laughs> There's so many similarities between those two movies, like Deadpool 2 and Logan, of all things, where you're just like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is hilarious. Huh. And my my favorite moment in the movie, like, joke-wise, has to be, and they've already dropped this clip, uh, but Deadpool meets up with um, Colossus, and he... Colossus ends up convincing him to try out for the X-Men. And so there's just this scene where there's a mutant who's who's lashing out and they have to the X-Men are called in to try to cool things down. And so you see the the jet come in and then you see Colossus and then Deadpool starts running to the scene and he's wearing a like a a junior varsity jersey that says trainee on the back and you're just like oh my god it's it's like this image that i don't know why i find freaking hilarious but i just there's something about it that always puts a smile on my face that's awesome all right uh, i will i you know it's funny i actually haven't seen that scene so i i i will definitely you haven't spoiled it for me yeah there's there's so many. Oh, be be on the lookout for a lot of cameos. There's cameos I didn't even see until way, way, way after the fact. Um, and then there's a really big cameo that you can totally tell, but it's just genius how it works out. Um, but yeah, I I recommend go see Deadpool two in theaters. I don't. It's. You may come out of it being like, oh, it's not as good as the first one. Or you may be like, this is so much better than the first one. So here and there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I'm hoping to, hoping to catch it. And then I will, I will share my, my thoughts with you and, and our listening audience. Uh, just maybe a quick little recap, uh, on our, whenever I see it. Please do, because I need to know your thoughts about their time travel okay, usage. Okay. <laughs> That's one thing we do well around here. We can talk some time travel. <laughs> we can talk some time travel. <laughs> oh, man. But, no, like, back to your point, and sorry I kind of didn't 
um, answer your question fully, but Josh, do not go into this movie expecting Josh Brolin to play Thanos. Those Cable and Thanos are two completely different characters. And I think that's even more credit to Josh Brolin because you have, and, and now maybe, hmm, it's not that they're completely different. They're, they're both misunderstood and they both are motivated by things that the quote unquote heroes don't really understand. But, but with Cable, you, you are more empathetic to him and you're more um, sympathetic towards um, what he's trying to accomplish while Thanos you're like you're saying all the right things. You're just going about it the really wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I understand you want to bring balance to the universe, but balance does not mean wiping out half of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is a genocide. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Just> stop. <laughs> uh, all right. So those are the movies we have seen. Summer's obviously here. Let's talk some trailers. Let's talk some trailers. Yeah, we have. So June. Yeah. We start June with Ocean's Eight. Yes. What is that is, all you have to say about Ocean's Eight? That's, well, that's nice. Though. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, we're gonna, well, I mean, I, I wasn't a big fan of the Ocean's movies to begin with. So Not even the first one. Uh, I'm not a big George Clooney person. I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, I like him, but yeah, it just—I don't—I don't know. It just didn't really. I mean, it didn't do much for me. I mean, it was good. I, I, I can barely remember it. I mean, but this looks—it 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 looks great. It has a great cast, obviously, with uh, Sandra Bullock. I'm, I'm all there for Sarah Paulson. No, yeah. right. That—that—that <laughs> <laughs> that, that alone is just like. Will get me to the, get my ass into theater. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just just think she's a phenomenal actor, actress, and uh, just you know, just really fell in love with her work after uh, People versus OJ. But the movie itself, I man, you know, not to pull up Rotten Tomatoes because everybody love it or hate it. As far as the tomato meter, as far as is that eighty six percent of want to see films for the summer, and um, I mean it has a very interesting premise. I mean, just yeah, you know, given that the net was just this what about a month or so ago, so you know, they would to me it would have been better if they had like released it around that time. But they could have really like played that whole cross promotion kind of deal with the Met and 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 this With film. the what? The Met. You know The, the Met, Met Gala. Yeah. Oh man. I so so my thought is actually that I think that this movie would have a lot more hype had it been released following um the blind um, side hmm. way back when Sandra Bullock was like t- so famous, like yeah. that, y- that year, like the last half of the two thousands, she, she went to a whole new, another level of fame and movie yeah. stardom yeah. where I think if you had her come out with this franchise, when oceans um, and those movies are, had just ended, I think there would be a lot more excitement. Granted, I feel like this movie coming right after a heavy blockbuster month, I feel like it could gain a respectable audience who's just like, I need some comedy. Yeah. I need some female stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, I was... Yeah, I didn't want to mansplain or, or like, or be like, Condescending and say, it's Oh, a, you did. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't want to go say, I didn't want to, I didn't go there with the chick flick thing because that's just not, no, that's not cool. One. And two, I think your point is, is a valid one that, uh, after so much testosterone, <laughs> the month of end of April and May, yeah, I, mean, I think audiences are ready for a change of pace. And this was, it, it's, it, it is a good pivot point film. Um, here at the beginning of June just to just change up the dynamics in the theaters. Yeah, my only problem is that I actually really like the first Ocean's Eleven movie. I I own it. I've seen it a lot of times. And I was rewatching the Ocean's Eight trailer. Mm-hmm. The the plot points are beat for beat. 
And that drives me crazy when it's like, hey, female empowerment, let's just take this script that we initially came out and we did it with all men and now let's do it with all female. And I'm like, no. Yeah, honestly, my my my, one of my faults was I, I I couldn't help but think back to Ghostbusters. Yeah, absolutely. There's not the fanboy virtual that you saw with Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. it's, you know it's just different. You know, the Ocean's franchises are are, are are different and not held in that same like pantheon of you know fandom uh, like like the original Ghostbusters. But uh, but I, yeah, I had that like as you said that same kind of feel like you know I mean and it makes I mean obviously. You know, it is about heist. I mean, that's what the Ocean's franchises are about. But it would have been nice if they, like, at least in their marketing, they did something a little different. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, with it. Um, but, I mean, you know, maybe, but again, I think it's just a good pivot point. The strong cast, um, I, yeah, I think it's just the, uh, you know, the, 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 the dynamics of the time where, you know, we're going to see these types of reboots with, you know, rep, you know, with different folks represented, whether it's, you know, gender different cast or racially different diverse cast, you're going to see these kind of films coming forward. So. Yeah. Yeah. But the Ghostbusters box office comparison to Ocean 8s will be really interesting to see how that plays out, because you're absolutely right. Those franchises are respected for very different reasons and held in different places of cinema history. So it, it, it will be an interesting comparison when it is released. Yeah. Go Sandy. <laughs> go, go Sarah Paulson and, uh, and Kate Blanchett and, every, and everyone else. Kate Blanchett is just having fun these days. She is. She's like, she's I'm going to go like, do Thor. Yeah. She, yeah. I mean, she's at that place. She is at that place where she can just do whatever she wants and, you know, Oh, now and then and then right after that we have the finally Pixar comes out with Incredibles two. Yeah, the long awaited. Yes, you know I didn't realize it until I was like putting together notes for tonight. It was two thousand four when the first Incredibles came out, and uh, yeah, it it it, I didn't realize it had been that long because I guess it just seems like one of those things. Oh, it's always around. But, yeah, we have Incredibles too. What do you think about it? So, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out, and please don't shame me too much heart, um, for this. I've only seen Incredibles one time. That's all you need to see it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because I don't know. I feel like everybody else in the world loves this movie. Like, it's praised as one of the top Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. I'm a Toy Story girl. I'm I'm not an Incredibles person, but I did watch the trailer earlier today. And again, when we're talking about how how you take a concept and you try to make it more related to the times, that it is interesting the choice the writers did where they're like we're going to have the the w- mom <laughs> go yeah. off and try to save the city and then c- contrast that with the husband having to stay behind and take care of the kids. And I was yeah. just like, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and follow all the usual tropes of like the clueless dad and that. Because <laughs> yeah. like stumbling and bumbling can't, you know, which, yeah. Math? Why did they change math? <laughs> <laughs> Parents definitely relate to that. Uh, that's not how we learned how to do it. <laughs> Why'd you I was math? just waiting for them to say, where the heck did X come from? Yep. <laughs> There's no letters in math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One trope I did read that they, uh, that they banned from this movie was a three-point superhero landing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah. Because apparently someone there's there's been a, a, a everyone loves analytics and someone actually went to the trouble apparently I was reading this article on uh, thecomicbook.com they put together a YouTube video and I'm surprised you haven't seen this Sarah you go you're, you're like you know you're all over YouTube um, with all the films that had like the superhero landing where you know they always do that heroic you know three point land and then they rise up heroically. 
Yeah, they apparently banned it from whatever they were making this film. Huh, interesting. No, yeah. I hadn't seen that. I mean, I've heard about the superhero landing and how yeah. ridiculous it is and everything, but yeah. I didn't really... I thought we were just going to play into that trope. Isn't that the point? But Yeah, well, apparently they're... It was incredible, too. They're like, no, not this time. We are, we are not doing that. Because all they have to do, they can they can play into. There's so many other things they can play into. Like I said, the dad not know what to do. Whatever. The stereotypical mom goes away to you know do her day job, and he's stuck at home. <laughs> They'll just play up that, you know. <laughs> I just I I love. I feel bad for the guy though because. Yes, it's it's the whole motif, like, dads don't know how to take care of kids. I was, like, I come from a household where my mom actually worked primarily, and my dad did stay home. So I, I, I know the falsehood in that sentiment completely. Yeah. But still, this guy's got a baby who is trying to figure out what superpower to have yep. <laughs> for all intents and purposes. Yep. <laughs> hey, when the baby's going to combust and you don't even realize it, I, yeah, I feel like he is a bit over his head. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I think yeah. he's got like a few a few issues to go through. Yeah. And, and I don't know if they're going to play into it. it I kind of got a sense that they may go into the whole a father trying to deal with the daughter going through puberty. Yeah. Um, I, I will be intrigued by that if they go down that route, because that is freaking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like the trailer. I don't know if I'm going to go out of my way to go see yeah. it, though. Um, but it, it feels like it is coming out at a good time in the mm-hmm. summer. And, you know... It, I, I feel like to to have a really well scheduled summer, you do need that animated blockbuster to yeah, drop. Yeah, and it is, yeah, this one will definitely be it. Uh, it no no question off the charts as far as anticipation. You know, it's all I think it's all like all the anticipated films less for the summer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so June is actually turning out to be really well structured. I mean, you yeah. start with just a straightforward heist film you go into your animated feature and then you cap off the month with the movie sequel that i don't want because i haven't seen the first one nope. <laughs> jurassic <either>. world <laughs> <laughs> well we're there together because i haven't seen a jurassic movie and oh gosh it's maybe two <laughs> this jurassic park two yes yeah yeah, yeah probably yeah, because I guess this is, what, is this the fifth, fifth Jurassic film? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the fifth. Yeah, so, yeah, I haven't, yeah, I haven't, I, I didn't see the other, others, and and, I, and honestly, this might be one I, I will skip to. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why you would go see it. I feel like the trailers give so much of it away. However, yeah. I did finally realize because for some reason, after the first trailer, I had it in my mind that they were still going to be on the island this whole time. Mm-hmm. And then the island would erupt at the end. Oh. Actually, now I'm trying to, uh, now I'm figuring out that that's not the case. Like, halfway through the movie, it erupts, and then the dinosaurs get shipped to the mainland. And that's where really the crap happens. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and we get to see Jeff Goldblum his usual shtick, and, yeah. I, I, like I said, it just, you know, I know this movie will probably do very, very well. Uh, I, I think uh, I think I read where they're anticipating upwards of $140 million opening weekend. We'll, we'll see if that is indeed the case. Um, Let's not forget, Jurassic World did surprisingly well in the box office. It did. It, it made more than Ultron, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. I mean, people, I mean, you know, it's dinosaurs. It's, it, I mean, I'm sure it's a very well-done brain candy film. With, uh, I mean, it's got a great cast. Uh, I mean, Chris Pratt, Pratt is a legit star and legit talent. And you have Bryce Dallas Howard, P.D. Wong's in it. Um, you know, Jeff Goldblum, as I mentioned before. 
I don't know. It just it, it just doesn't move me. Oh yeah, I like. I'm not saying you're wrong yeah. for for not wanting to see it. I just I feel like Jurassic World one was such a surprise because yeah. of how many people went at it just for nostalgia yeah. purposes. Yeah. So, and I don't think this will do as well as that one, but I, I would be interested to see the comparison, um, that could come about when you compare Force Awakens to Last Jedi box office mm-hmm. with Jurassic World 1 to Jurassic World 2 box, box office. And if yeah. those are similar, because I think both Force Awakens and Jurassic World 1, due to that nostalgia and that time away from the franchise, mm-hmm. people just wanted yeah. to be back in that world and that universe that they yeah. were already familiar with. Yep, yep, I think you're right. You're right. Yeah, so it, yeah, so we'll have to we'll have to check back later in the summer and see how see how, those, how how that all unfolds. Yeah. Okay. And then you know, the MCU, they can never not be a part of the summer season. <laughs> Especially, uh, like, they're getting into a habit. Like, they'll drop an Avengers movie, and then immediately Ant-Man comes out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. But at least they give us a little bit of breather before they before they, uh, they drop it. Um, so this is premieres July 6th, so it's your July 4th blockbuster movie. Yep, and right around the same time that Spider-Man Homecoming came out last year, so yep. they're in that same date. Yep. I, I'm, I'm mixed. I'm like lukewarm on Ant-Man. I, am, yeah. I saw it in theaters. It was good. I laughed. Yeah. The villain sucked. Yeah. But I almost even like... The, I like, I'm more intrigued by Ant-Man and the Wasp than I, than I ever was by just merely Ant-Man himself. Yeah. I, I, I'm there with you. It, um, it, it looks like a fun movie. Paul Rudd is like, you know, the true everyman. I think that there's definitely people are going to go see it for, it, it's like the Black Panther phenomenon. It's like, you know, folks were super ecstatic to see, uh, Black Panther, debut in Civil War. I think you're kind of having that same kind of vibe for, for the Wasp and, and with um, with this film. Yeah, and they played, like, I like how the trailer even tells you, like, this is where it is in the timeline. Yeah. He's coming, he, he's just like Peter Parker, who's back home mm-hmm. for the first time since the events of Civil War. Yeah. And you find how that movie impacts this next movie and i and i love that i feel like Mar- that marvel has figured out because initially when they started doing the sequels to all of their standalones i i still wasn't that sold on the universe mm-hmm. Be, but now with the latest um the latest sequels you're starting to be, they're starting to capitalize that much more on like, no, this is all connected. These characters live in the same universe. So of course they're going to interact. Like we don't need standalone movies. Okay. You can have buddy cop movies with these characters. Audiences. That's what they want. Yep. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And 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 it's really, yeah, I think that's a testament to, to, to the staying power of MCU and, and, they, and even the standalone buddy cop kind of films that they have in between the big tentpole films of you know, of the Avengers, um, they, they work. And they, they, you know, and you do, you know, you, you, it's one of those things now where you, you don't want to miss the standalones because you, you understand how it works to the overall overall story. Right. And. Right. Uh, and so, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Ant-Man, uh, I'll, I'll probably, yeah, I'll go see this. Uh, maybe not open a weekend, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. So, spoiler, spoiler alert for Infinity War. But, uh, does, does the wasp disappear at the end of this movie? Hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be either. I thought, well, from what I read, I thought this movie happened like the 
immediately after Civil War. So I guess. Mm, okay. So, but again, but the events in, I, mean, I guess, with Infinity War. It could be that end credit scene where they then go like a year. Well, however the timeline works out. How how long it's been between Civil War and Infinity War? I I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know either. But it, well, it has to be. Well, we can use Spider-Man: Homecoming as a as a as a, as a reference. So I guess it's probably about a year. Okay. So then the end credit scene, it's like a year later. Yeah. And then one or both of them disappear, right. and that's how you leave off that movie. Yeah. Because, I mean, everybody came out of Infinity War. Where was Ant-Man? Where yep. was Ant-Man? Yep. Well, we're going to find well, out where he was. Yep. Maybe. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. It should be. Yeah. It, it looks like this is going to be a, a good, fun movie. Yep. And then um, towards the end of July, we have Mission Impossible Fallout. Yep. Sixth movie in this franchise. It's hard to believe it's cute as... It's already at six movies. I don't, I don't get it, guys. I so <laughs> I finally caved over the weekend. Okay. Because I had a long weekend and I watched Rogue Nation. Mm-hmm. I don't understand these movies and how they make money. All of the scenes are in the trailers. Yeah. Okay, they're just disorganized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't like like. Are you a big fan of this fan- franchise? Because I could care less about it. I I am. I have to admit it. I I w- Yeah, I, I, I'm a fan. Why? I I just I don't know. It's just like it harkens back. Part of this nostalgia just harkens back to like the old spy thriller action adventure kind of just just fun movie. I guess like it reminds me of, like a lot of the movies from the '80s. Uh, where you had the, you know, you had you had this type of physical action hero, but at the same time, Ethan Hunt also is, is very wily and very um, a very intelligent character. That's what kind of draws me to these films. I mean, I, I just really, I think it for me, it's just I just really enjoyed the first Mission Impossible so much that uh, I, I just kind of hooked and I've just stuck with it. Nostalgia, and and so it's interesting how how often we we brought up the word nostalgia on this yeah. podcast tonight. Yeah, talking about a new slate of movies, right? Yep, yep. And <laughs> then we, we always them. question when they announce like, "Hey, we're gonna reboot this. Yeah. Why would you do that?" You don't need to just just go back to the well. I mean, I guess that is, that's just what works. I mean, for some of us, you know, whenever for certain. This free entertainment, I think a lot of times we just go back to, you know, you go back to what you like and what, what works. And, um, yeah, we get to see the, the, the mustache that, um, was weirdly edited out in, uh, in, in Justice League. So. Well, let, let's face this. We, we actually get to see Superman for a change. Yeah, we do. We do. Like, I, I mean, I, I give crap to this. I don't care about this franchise, but the, they do their trailers are ex- exquisite. Like that yeah. first trailer, and when you see Henry Cavill and they time his like punches with the music, that's yeah. that's beautiful. It is. Like, and and everybody has the same reaction. Like, hey, that's actually Superman. That's where Superman. was that guy? Yeah, where was that guy? Where was that guy? Where's that guy been in the in the the Snyderverse? But. Um, but yeah, I think. But you know, I think you just know that was one thing I did think of. You, you raised the raised it just now with uh, Henry Cavill and the trailers. The trailers just mm-hmm. kick ass. I mean, they just mm-hmm. they just really do. And then and, and even though they'll just fill in the the story with in in, in between those awesome action sequences. Um, yeah, it's just I just really you know Tom Cruise had you know. He he is he is an action hero, mm-hmm. and he can sell it, and he's believable in it, and I just really enjoy it. I don't care, you know. He he may go off and do some dramatic things, and you know he does have that range, but uh, but you know 
he'll be 70 and be like Harrison Ford trips around like Indiana Jones still making these Mission Impossible films <laughs> because it's just a franchise that you know he has he's not. I don't. When was the last time Tom Cruise did a dramatic role? Ooh. I think it's been a decade or two. It's been a while. Like, it's been a while. Yeah, he he really, he's gone full action movie star. Yeah. And I think part of it is due to his celebrity and how that has has affected how much he can actually blend into movies. Mm-hmm. Like, when you, when you go see him... You're you're really seeing it because you want to see Tom Cruise fight yeah. and kick butt and all of that. Yeah. So so I get it. I think part of part of my problem with this franchise is part of the reason why I don't like James Bond movies. Mm. Like because it's the same formula. Yeah. It's it's the same. It's just that hey, this is our American equivalent of James Bond. Yeah. There much. you go. And and I just I've never been a James Bond fan, and so that I think that's why the whole Mission Impossible franchise um, kind of doesn't work for me. That and I also feel like for a lot of the earlier sequels of this franchise, like there's some gaps. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't just be like, hey, Tom Cruise, let's take you down this route. No, I feel like he made one and then there there was a sequel and the sequel didn't do well. But then a few years later, they're like, hey, we need to make some money really quickly. So let's do a third. Yeah, and then yeah. like, yeah, so I feel like it's yeah. been revitalized for sure. But Definitely. Definitely. it's it's. And it also, it is a, having this in the lineup for summer movies reminds you about the classic summer movies that a lot of us grew up on. Like, this is the time to have an action movie. This is the time when you just want to go to the theater, have an experience, and shove popcorn in your mouth. Yep, that's that's pretty much what this is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's, and... That's why we continue to shell out the money for it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably why Mark Wahlberg is coming out with Mile 22. Yeah. When I saw this trailer, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, let's add, I, I almost suggested, let's just look at Uncle Drew for <laughs> instead of Mile 22. <laughs> Uncle Drew's like a character. Yeah, I don't know if you know Uncle Drew at all. No. Yeah. I, I laugh to make you feel not alone. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, Uncle Drew is, uh, just, just bear with me for a moment with the NBA finals. Oh, God. It's a sports character. Uh, Kyrie Irving plays like this old basketball legend who shows up. I think it's like a Nike or a Reebok commercials or something like that. But, uh, yeah, they're making a feature film out of it. It has like all these actually uh, basketball stars like Shaquille O'Neal and Reggie Miller and other folks, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back on track with Bob Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I'm glad you went on that detour, but yeah. back to the actual yeah. mile. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, here's, here's something that you may not get from the trailer. So, well, this is another Peter Berg, Mark Wahlberg movie. Yeah. So, so I mean, I I feel like the trailers sell it as very formulaic, Mm -hmm. but when you have them coming off of movies like Lone Survivor, Patriots Day, um, Deepwater Horizon, yeah, they 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 could be holding back. They could be holding back, and plus, they of course are holding back because. Barely any other character talks in this movie. Yeah, I know. It's just like, <laughs> it's just Mark Wahlberg just staring down that same, like, you know, cliche trope and the same cliche look. And I was just like, you know, how you had the, like, feelings of Mission Impossible. I had that feeling with this. I'm like, really? I'm like, okay, I saw Mark Wahlberg look like this in X, fill in the blank movie trailer i mean it just didn't move me i mean yeah. it seems like it, i mean it, it seems like a very intriguing story especially in the backdrop of the, the world that we you know the larger world that we're built in now with espionage and you know terrorism and um 
all, you know, all, and, and intelligence and, you know, and, and, and that kind of thing, but it just, I don't know, it, 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 it just seemed like the three-minute trailer was just like Mark Wahlberg staring at me, and it was that same trademark look he had. There was a lot of action in this trailer. Don't let Will like there, tell you otherwise. It was a lot, but yeah, but yeah, but it's like there yeah. was a lot of rubber band action. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, lots, I'm lots really curious. <laughs> I'm curious about what Lauren Cohen is doing in this movie. Yeah. Because she's somebody who uh, she's got a lot of fans coming from The Walking Dead, yeah. and to see that she took some of her hi- hiatus time in between seasons to shoot this movie, it, it kind of feels like you know what this this is as much Mark Wahlberg trying to make a statement and trying to get his own Mission Impossible franchise started mm-hmm. as it is Lauren Cohen who's coming out and being like, hey, I can do this on the big screen just as much as I can do this on the small screen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, I guess you're, you're right. And plus, how do you get John Malkovich to be a villain in a movie? Like, I, and I'm saying villain because I kind of get a sneaky feeling like he's going to be like a double agent in it at yeah. the end. Yeah. But John Malkovich is so interesting to me because he actually popped up on, wait for it, Billions. Oh. Yeah. I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And then I realized he was in this trailer, and I'm just like, what is, is this man having, like, a midlife crisis or something? Like, is is this his Anthony Hopkins phase? Like, I'm going to do everything just for the check? I don't don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. It's totally a check. I mean, it's an office film, so it's totally a check. It's totally, like, yeah. But Man, he's Bill. still brilliant. He like is. He is. even his role on Billions, like it's very much in line with the character he should be playing on screen. Mm-hmm. But it's still a shocking to see someone like him go to an HBO series and be in a few episodes. Like, hey, I'm gonna do a guest star. Yeah. Cause I can, because yeah. I'm freaking John Malkovich. Yeah, John Malkovich, exactly. <laughs> he, can, he can do whatever the bleep he wants. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Just, it's, it's crazy. And the only thing I can think about is like, okay, well, obviously Mark, him, and Peter Berger got along on set because they all did Deepwater Horizon together. So now yeah. they're going to do this. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I think you're right, though. It's uh, This definitely seems like uh, potential vehicle for uh, maybe uh, maybe a mini franchise, you know, maybe a lot of you know, the Bourne films or something like that. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. The box office will say if they hit it or if they miss it. If they ca- if we care. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we care. Yeah. Ah, well, there are a lot of other movies that we're not going to talk about tonight, um, but it's going to be an interesting summer movie season for sure. Um, Will, any last thoughts or any other mentions? Um, As far as films, I think we covered, you know, these were some of the high board anticipated films i'd just like to hear uh hear from everyone what what movies you're interested in seeing this summer and um and and drop us a note um on twitter or our facebook page as far as uh, you know give us your recommendation and if they do have a recommendation where can they find you at you can find me at will m polk that's w-i-l-l-m-p-o-l-k and you can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, but follow us on Instagram. That's a new one. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on both iTunes and SoundCloud. And you can also find us on the iHeartRadio app and Google Play Music. Good night or geek out. You're welcome.